You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hello, hello. Hey, what's going on? Nothing much. Chilling on this good Monday. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Glad to hear that. How about you? I know you living it up. <laughs> I'm like, dang it, he's hitting with all these pictures. <laughs> right, right, right. I was like, I want to send a, a ton of them. I'm having a good time. I guess. Took a break from Pac-Man, some high scores, and playing some pool with with my nephew. I had to I had to remind him. So but it's been good. Appreciate you giving it to us in doses. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite places to go. Sometimes since I'm in North Carolina, it's only four hours or so. Right. So sometimes we'll just go like to the mountains to go trout fishing real quick and nice. then come back. Yeah, it's awesome. But I think that season, it might be over. I think it's too cold for trout fishing, but that would be good too. Yeah, yeah. And we don't live too far apart from each other. I'm in Charlotte. Oh. So it's the same roughly four hour drive. Out in North Carolina, though, for real, when you live like in the middle like us, you have four hours to the beach, four hours to the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Like it's Charlotte's a good location. Like you can get to ATL pretty quick. Like you say, you can get to a beach pretty quick. It's not bad to get down to like Savannah or Jacksonville to, like I said, the mountains. It's I like where I stay. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a central spot. How is everybody else doing this Monday? Good evening. We are doing good. Awesome, awesome. Jonathan, did you fall down or something? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give it some time. Like, I don't know what's going on. Right. <laughs> hey, I finally got me from the east. I was cleaning up to try to get ready for the conversation. I thought you were I thought you were pulling a stack and exercising. <laughs> right, and it fell off yeah, the treadmill. It's late, yeah, it is late. It's it's our issue. Uh, I'm doing good. I actually had a busy day. I just got back in from Houston this morning. And then I hurried up and rushed to the store to buy my groceries before the stores are packed to capacity. Yeah. Oh, is it like a storm or something coming? No, it's holiday. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Oh. That's the storm, exactly. <laughs> right. I'm like, why do I keep forgetting about Thanksgiving? <laughs> the brain, the brain. And I don't want to get caught in that. So, Mm-mm. yeah, you got a point. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, Thanksgiving is this week, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think one thing, and I'm throwing in a monkey wrench real quick, because I think it would be interesting also to talk about, since Thanksgiving is this week, talk about what, if we have any like Thanksgiving traditions that are either A, unusual, or something that you did differently, whether it was this year, a previous year, or what have you. I think that would be interesting just to do a quick roundtable about, just to get some ideas, because I'm the type of person where I like different stuff, honestly. So anyway, I think I'm going to throw that monkey wrench in there. Did you see that? Did anyone catch that clip with Gabrielle Union on, I think it was Good Morning America, where they were talking about the sides and all hers really slanted towards African-American traditions. They were asking, do you do stuffing or dressing? What kind of pie? People were saying pumpkin. She was like, sweet potato. Like she, they were just all different lists. And the joke or the smile that she had was basically, this is the African-American or Black tradition. And the stuff they was eating, I've never had that stuff there. Yeah, I think that would be interesting to talk about. So let's go ahead and get it started. So my name is Tiffany Grant, and welcome to Fin Noir, a space for Black Money Talk. I run Money Talk with Tiff, which is a financial education platform. So you can find me on all the socials at Money Talk with T and on the podcast Money Talk with Tiff. Rakim? I'm Rakim Sabri. I cover financial trauma and financial empowerment for people who look like me. And I run the podcast overcoming financial trauma the podcast and the Substack, overcoming financial trauma and i'm everywhere on social at rock sabri 
Come on, podcast. <laughs> Adding it to your, your flavor. And then we have Anthony. Hi, everybody. My name is Anthony Weaver. I am the host of the About That Wallet podcast, where we talk about building strong financial habits. You can find me on all the socials at About That Wallet. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. And we have Steven. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Before I give my intro, I like the way you weave that in, Rakim, with the podcast. Good stuff, man. I'm excited. But uh, yes, my name is Steven Stack. I'm 100% debt-free. I'm also a millionaire. I've been that since age 31. And I look to help people with building wealth using a lot of the same tools and techniques that that I did to build my own wealth. And I like to talk about wealth in a holistic nature of just saying that wealth isn't just what's in your bank account, but also the person you're becoming. Mm, amen and amen. That was a good, I like that. You might want to keep that one around. All right. And Jonathan. Hey, good evening, everyone. My name is Jonathan Thomas. I have, I also speak about growing wealth. I've got a little growth going over there on TikTok. So I hope to see some of you there and also on YouTube, Money Talks, but happy to be here once again. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. And then Nia? My name is Nia Adams, creator and founder of Perspectives. I drop down to earth money and home buying tips for women seeking financial stability. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Money Perspectives. And you can find me on YouTube and TikTok at Nia's Perspectives. And yes, congratulations to Rakim for his new podcast. And he just, like you said, just brought it right on into the intro. Yes, a professional. Thank you, Nia. All right, so let's do the quick roundtable about Thanksgiving traditions real quick, because I just think that would be interesting. So I guess I'll start it off. One thing that me and my family has done was instead of cooking, we actually went to K&W Cafeteria one year and literally like the whole family it was like 20 of us because that's what my great grandma wanted so he was like you know what we're gonna go and it was funny because first of all they got a bomb turkey plate so I'm like if nobody's cooking this year I'm gonna go get a turkey plate from K&W but also it just so happened that the news was there that year covering like non-traditional Thanksgivings and going out to eat. And since we had the biggest party, we ended up being on the news. So it was like, I'm glad that we took that different route that year. Nobody had to clean up. Nobody had to spend hours in the kitchen cooking. It was just an overall good time. And we were able to fellowship without having to do the work. So I just wanted to bring that up. Nia, I see you have your hand raised. So I actually, my family and I, we're pretty small, but we started years ago doing completely different. So we pick a crazy menu. So like for Thanksgiving this week, we're having barbecue. So we have baked beans, corn on the cob on the grill, rib tips. Like we do a completely non-traditional meal for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And we started doing that maybe a few years back and it just stuck. So like for Christmas, we're doing a seafood bowl. If I wasn't hungry, now I am. Thank you, Nia. Because <laughs> I love some barbecue. Do y'all do, so now I'm just curious and asking questions. Do y'all do North Carolina style barbecue or what kind of barbecue? So I'm in Chicago. We have, a, we known for food. So we have, we usually just pick a different spot using like a caterer this year. Just someone I know supporting his business at the same time. If anybody knows me, I'm real passionate about supporting black businesses at every instance I can. So it's a double this year because I get to support him and we get to get barbecue. So it's just kind of, I don't know what style barbecue would call it, but we have a lot of barbecue spots here. Mm, okay, yeah, I'm going to put that in the back pocket because a barbecue Thanksgiving sounds great. So I think Anthony had his hand up first. Hey, yeah, so one of the things that me and my wife started doing about three years ago was to actually cater our Thanksgiving because we found out that we cook all the time anyway. So it's like, why do it again? It's the one time we actually get off during the week and the government pays for it. So why do it? So that's why we now just cater out and it's been a life-saving event. We don't have to do anything in the kitchen. We have little leftovers and it's nice and easy to clean. So 
I do agree with you, Tiffany, on that one and on that cleanup, though. Yeah, that cleanup. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm the one that's usually cooking in the family. And that cleanup is something serious. Like if I could just go to the kitchen and just cook and then just walk out and somebody else handle everything else, then it would be okay. But that's usually not the case. So first off, I might have to find out where in Chicago you're at, Nia, with them rib tips, man. That that kind of hit me in the right spot. So uh, let me know when you come. I, right. I, I take my friends. When my friends come to Chicago, I take them on a food tour. So we go through the hood to get the good greasy spots. We go to the nice bougie spots. So you just mm-hmm. let me know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I once upon a time I used to live in Cleveland. I won't get us too far off track. But I used to live in Ohio in the Midwest, and I would travel to Chicago all the time uh, for business. So it would be nice. I knew a few locals over that way, but it would be pretty dope to go back. But anyhow, okay, I'll get us back on track. For as far as Thanksgiving tradition, been doing this for, for several years now for like the Stack family of coming to the mountains. Normally we'll get like a big mountain cabin to house all of us, like my parents, siblings, all children, so all the nieces, nephews, et cetera, will get together and just spend all of Thanksgiving week together, which is always nice. I always look forward to it. Just relaxing, chilling, sitting back. This year, I believe we're going to do Buford stew, which will be like sh- shrimp, corn, like seasoned corn on a cob, have cooked onions, spicy sausage. It's going to be amazing. Like literally I'm sitting back and my mind is going outside of this space right now, but I'm looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, that's kind of our our rhythm as a family as we all get together just to just spend time with each other for the week. So I'm thankful to be doing that actually right now as we speak. Yeah, but I'll stop there. No, that's awesome. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have went this route because now I'm getting hungry and it's already like 9.15. But since you bought up travel, though, I'm gonna just throw this one out there since it's on the same vein. One time we had rented an Airbnb on the beach. So we instead of the mountains, we went the beach route because, you know, it's cheaper now. And so that was a way to save money. But we were able to get like a huge Airbnb and we all stayed there and the beach was empty, which was awesome as well. Now, granted, this was, I guess, before climate change because we was out there with boots and stuff but it was amazing and just being able to walk on the beach with no one there so just an idea if you all want to travel for thanksgiving the beach is a cheap option too let me go to i think jonathan had his hand up next yeah that barbecue i remember coming from st louis Nia, thank you for taking that back north carolina has pretty good taste but it's not the same as home but kind of like you guys especially anthony my wife and i we discovered ordering the sides out and myself i didn't really go for the traditional thanksgiving courses i'll get me a can of cranberry sauce but chicken, spaghetti, deviled eggs, those type of things. I just come to the conclusion, like I was telling my wife, she's one of those, you have to have the courses. I'm like, no, as long as we got food, that's all I really care about. And at this point, I'm not eating nothing I don't want to eat. Yes, for sure. And I'm like, no, Jonathan did not come for the North Carolina barbecue. I'm going to just act like I didn't hear that. Doesn't When you're used to where I come from, it doesn't quite hit the same. Bro, 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 we're not trying to clean this up. Let's just let's just go to the next person, okay? We, we already <laughs> offended, okay? Right. We're offended. <laughs> All right, right here. Yeah, our tradition was actually not really food-based. But when I was growing up, we would actually fast during the day and kind of recognition or remembrance of the indigenous native people. And then we would eat after all day went by and we were super hungry. But as my family has shifted and mixed and blended, um, we've gotten away from that. And my mom this year said that she is not cooking a turkey. Uh, I'm trying to convince her to cook something. So we're going to do small sides and she's going to bake a sweet potato pie. And I had shared a tweet. I think it was yesterday, the day before, about how I bought a sweet potato pie from the grocery store and how trash it was. So I called her to tell her about it. And she was like, I'm going to make one. I'm going to make one. So at least if, if she doesn't make anything else, 
I'll at least get some sweet potato pie, which she does very well. But I don't think we're going to get turkey. We may. I, I did recommend to her maybe like buying a chicken, like a rotisserie chicken or something. And I might help with the sides this year. You got me over here dying, not the manipulation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was just because she does such a good job and she makes it from scratch. And so, like, my expectations was way high. And I was also upset because the sweet potato pie in the grocery store costs double mm. the uh, pumpkin pie. Was it that patty pie? It wasn't that patty pie. It was like a store-made, bland, watery, sweet potato pie. I was trash. And I was so mad that I spent the extra money on it because for all of that, I could have just got the sweet potato pumpkin pie. I'm done. But I will say, y'all, if you do go store-bought Sam's Club's sweet potato pie is not that bad, actually. That one's actually pretty good. Publix to the list. I'm the one person that buys every week from them. Public sweet potato? I guess so. I'm going to have to check. Yeah. Okay. yeah it was, they raised the price for Thanksgiving. It was $2. Now it's 4 but yeah. Oh, wow. Dang. <laughs> Inflation. No. <laughs> so I want to laugh at Rakim for <laughs> guilt tripping his mom. But I was I, too, thought it was going to be the patty pie. But mine is kind of talking on the travel aspect, too. So previously, before the pandemic, what I used to do for, like, the holidays at the end of the year. Now, I'm in Chicago, so typically we get white Christmases, and I'm not very fond of them. So usually I will go to somewhere tropical. So Belize is like my second home. What I used to do before the pandemic for about five years straight, I would be in Belize for Christmas and New Year's every single year, like clockwork, just relaxing, resetting, and basically preparing to go into the next and just having having your rest before you start back up. That's what was my, I guess you could say non-traditional, but since the pandemic, now we've been having the, the different meals but we split it up. So it's not like one person cooking. We delegate two dishes a person. That's the most that you will have to cook. Who's doing the macaroni? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Me. I got the macaroni and the sweet potato pie. To cook. No, I'm going to go to Mawali. Hey, what's going on, everyone? I joined late, but I came in when Nia said ribs, and I was like, yes, I'm all for non-Thanksgiving food on Thanksgiving. So my family is from Ghana, so we essentially do pretty much whatever we want with these holidays. It's funny. So growing up, sometimes you never knew what it was going to be. Sometimes it might be house hopping, it might be 40 people and a DJ, and you got traditional American-style Thanksgiving, and then we got our Ghanaian foods. Jalaf, we might have some other delicacies, and it's, it's one of my favorite holidays, but it's always been local. We try to go to my parents, so just rotate uh, within a few houses. But my younger sister's going to host this year, and we kind of stick to the same script nowadays. It's been quite but similar to how it's mentioned, household brings about two or three issues and it makes it real easy for everyone so the hopefully that's like a couple big things we're bringing a couple pies and you probably get jumped for saying this but i'm actually not a sweet potato pie person i just i don't know i just it just doesn't do it for me I don't, <laughs> don't be me yeah that's all <laughs> yeah we gonna stop him right there oh man okay so let me ask you a question since we're on that and this goes to everybody too Sweet potato, okay. Sweet potato or pumpkin? We'll start there. For me, it's sweet potato. For me, it's sweet potato too. I kind of pass on both, but I would pick sweet potato if I had to. (laughs) Sweet potato. You have to. Yeah, definitely sweet potato. Just to interject, anybody who's close to Chicago, I'm having a 90s New Year's Eve party. If you want to attend, if you're close to here, just let me know, you guys. Okay, come on, party. Uh, Let me ask one more question. Do you all do apple pie then? The people that said that they don't do sweet potato or pumpkin? Yes, we do apple. And then this is also very random because my wife made this pie for a cookout and then everyone just keeps requesting it. It's like a strawberry Oreo pie. Of course, strawberry is not in season at all. So it's just a silly thing to make, but everyone keeps asking for it. So it's probably like the fifth year we bring it. Request. Y'all know if something don't taste good, then people are going to be like, mm, who made this? Mm-hmm. Right. 
the only apple pie I really is my best friend. She's a serious baker. Now her apple pie I love, but other than that, I'm not a big fan. I almost bought apple pie today, but I like the Dutch apple pie. So Dutch over the double crust. Yeah. And I wonder, Nia, since you have the barbecue, is there a peach cobbler involved with that? No, we're not making a peach cobbler this year. Just sock it to me cake and sweet potato pie. Oh, sock it to me cake. Cobblers. We didn't even get into the cobblers. Okay, we have to get off this topic because <laughs> we get into the dessert realm and that's my weakness personally. Hey, Kamari. Good to see you. So let's just get into the real reason why we're here. We spent 30 minutes talking about food and stuff, but it was good information and hopefully it inspired people to do Thanksgiving a little different. Maybe not this year. It might be too close for planning, but Maybe next year you can think about something different. So let's talk about, because also we know that when Thanksgiving time comes, Black Friday time comes. (laughs) And first of all, I just want to throw this question out there. Does anybody participate in Black Friday or have they? And what was their experience? I'm just curious. I see a lot of thumbs down. For people that can't see, there's a lot of thumbs down. Reckon? So I've never participated in Black Friday as a consumer, but there was one night that I worked, me and my brother worked overnight at a Walmart. And this is probably why I've never participated as a consumer. We worked at a Walmart on a contracted basis to help like usher people. And I saw the like pure savagery that takes place where people like rush the uh, like the end caps and start tearing down the tape and buying stuff that's too big to fit in their vehicle and it was just craziness but beyond that i think with technology and online shopping it's just very easy to catch deals on things that you want online so there's no need to go outside and stand in line and rush people and people have died on black friday due to being trampled and stuff like that so i've never participated in it like i said as a consumer but i've definitely seen live action up close what that looks like okay thank you for that and yeah it gets crazy i'll say my two cents after y'all but anthony yeah so I used to work at Best Buy and I've worked there for about six years. So six <laughs> Black Fridays. So usually work like 14 hour days just trying to get the computers because I was on the Geek Squad. And going through that process, I like to say that one reason why I don't buy things on Black Friday is because they actually jack up the prices for Black Friday and usually the things that go on sale are the crappy items so pretty much anything will sell so if you got an item that you trying to push it on Black Friday that's never been sold at all because everybody's looking for something but I would have to say that usually because I was in retail for so long the best deals are usually the week before the holiday week because the sales change from Saturday to Sunday so that's why it's usually best to go shopping the week before. So if you didn't get it, you're going to get the crappy items that are for sale, but it's best to spend the extra money to get the next, get the things that you actually want, or you're going to be back and you can't return your item. So one from the casino, that side, but actually going shopping, I did it like once and that was it. So it was a one and done. I went to Walmart <laughs> to see if I, see if there was anything. I didn't buy anything. I was just in there just to see what the whole hype was about. And I would never do that again. So I just want to share my experience with it. Yes. And thank you for the tips, Anthony. That's awesome. I love when insiders can give some tips because I've heard the same thing that usually they just put out stuff that just been sitting and collecting dust in the back. And that's what they be putting on sale, which makes complete sense from a business standpoint. But people be going crazy over it. So we'll go to Nia and then Steven, I think. So I've never participated in it as a consumer either myself. I actually used to work on it all the time. I was a mail carrier for eight years. So I felt the wrath of Black Friday every year. So 
they were in the stores, Rakim, but they were still buying things online. Like after Thanksgiving, from Thanksgiving all the way to Christmas as a mail carrier, we worked eight days on, one day off. Eight days on, one day off. It's a crazy time of the year. Yeah, I feel for USPS, Amazon delivery people. Around this time, I have a friend that works at an Amazon distribution site locally. They did, and this was like a couple of weeks ago, so this isn't even peak peak. They did, I want to say, 70,000 packages in one day. I'm like, dang. (laughs) And that's only one distribution center. And that's here in North Carolina. So I just imagine like the New York ones, California, like they, it's crazy. Steven? Wow, that is crazy. (laughs) <laughs> right wow. day, I was like you did how much <laughs> right. right yeah no that's wild I, as far as specifically Black Friday I think I may have accompanied someone once for it so I guess that doesn't really count of count as me like going and being in the rush of it I've done Cyber Monday before I have bought something on Cyber Monday. But but yeah, I have always understood the retail piece of either moving stuff that's slow or sometimes what you'll see stores do is they'll intentionally mark things up to mark them down on Black Friday. And I've literally seen items that were, that they pushed them up before putting, up, putting the price down. So just things to beware of. Absolutely. And Jonathan, and then I'll go to Jeray. Yeah, I think the only thing I usually buy is like my now is a computer protection software because I got it for bucks. So it's always 19 bucks. So I'll take that. But yeah, I noticed with Best Buy probably about 10, 11 years ago, the TVs, I went in a week or two before, but now I think it's like at the beginning of November when they start with all the sales. But to your point about pushing the price up, we were in at home over the weekend and I looked at the sale and I noticed that it was actually the same price that I paid for the same furniture. What was it? The holiday in September is Labor Day or what happened? Labor Day? Yeah, Labor Day. I was like, if I would have, when you're buying these things on holiday, you'd be like, oh man, we're so close to Black Friday, thinking that you're going to get it less when it's actually the same thing, or they didn't mark the price up, and it might actually be a little bit more at this point. But I think it's it's starting to lose its luster, especially with, like you guys said, the online shopping piece, which is very convenient. People don't have to be up out their bed at 12 and 1 in the morning after eating and slaving and cooking. Yeah, for sure. And I think also maybe COVID probably put a wrench in people too as far as going out like I have family members that that's their tradition like literally every single Thursday during every single Thanksgiving during Thanksgiving dinner they are going through ads and papers like the whole entire time just so they can plan their Black Friday and I know because of COVID, they had stopped doing that or slowed down. I don't know if they're going to pick it back up this year. A lot of people have slowed down on that. I want to go to Jeray, and I hope I said that right. Yeah, you can just call me Jay. Good evening, everyone. I was going to share, I've done both sides of it. So I worked in retail for years, and you just get used to the holiday rush of knowing your shift will go by quickly, but also knowing you're going to meet some of the most intense and off-putting customers who will just yell at you or demand that you go to the back and find everything, even though you're like, we're sold out. You waited till two days before Christmas. Nothing's here. So it's it like they mentally prepare for it. For those that are in retail, they usually try to make your day nicer by having a bunch of food in the back and stuff. The one time I actually participated in Black Friday, it wasn't by design. My friend and I did family for Thanksgiving. And when we left, like we stayed up all night eating and then you're cleaning up the kitchen and then we're playing games and everything. So when we left, we just happened to need to stop by Walmart. And when we walked into Walmart, they said we were the first people in line for Black Friday sale that day. So we were like, since we're here, we might as well just stay. And so we spent the night, like, like they let us inside because it was so cold. Well, we spent the night, like, 
sleeping against, because we weren't prepared. Like we didn't bring all the stuff people do to really camp out for Black Friday, but like sleeping against the shelves and everything. And we did get some good deals. To this day, I still have one of the TVs I bought like in the early 2000s because it was such a good deal. And honestly, I was able to buy stuff for other people and flip it because they were like, oh, I couldn't get that deal. So please let me know what you found. It, I would say it wasn't worth it. It was like worth it to get the product. It wasn't worth it in that I got a terrible cold. I was completely exhausted. And I later realized that you could do everything from now. I've, no, I've realized since then, you can pretty much get the same deals on Cyber Monday. So now I just comfortably, and they definitely start these sales sooner. I just comfortably sit in front of my laptop while I eat leftovers. And if I still have leftovers by one day, Monday, because y'all know we should not be keeping leftovers all week, but that's another topic for another day. And just buy everything. And now I realize they actually push more towards, not like Black Friday became a thing. I'm starting to notice that back to school shopping and that tax-free weekend is starting to become a thing like that now where like it used to be tax-free weekend was only one weekend in the end of July, early August. And now it seems as soon as July 4th is done, there's like all these back to school sales. So I think it's just the way the retail industry works to find different moments to intensify the sale and make it seem that you need a product or that you need to get this deal and it's never going to happen again. Yes, thank you for that. Real quick question, where are you located? You can just give me state because we don't have a tax-free weekend anymore in North Carolina and I'm sad. I happen to be located wherever I have Wi-Fi. I move around a lot, but right now I'm physically in Texas. Okay, so Texas still has the tax-free. I'm like, if it's close enough, Jonathan, you said South Carolina? Yeah, South Carolina has it. And I was all about to say you were wrong, but I'm like, that's South Carolina, so she's right. <laughs> I was going to say, I know for a fact, because that's when I used to get all my stuff, like laptops, all types of stuff, and we don't have it no more. They got rid of it a long time ago here in North Carolina. I'm originally from South Carolina, so I'm with you on that, Jonathan. And, and Jay, they... Are you saying they have it in Texas or you just happen to be in Texas right now and it's somewhere else? Both. Obviously, tax-free weekend isn't going on right now because it's right. not back to school time. But I saw it. So I saw advertisements for it. I had no need to buy a laptop or a new desk. So I didn't bother with it. But I didn't know they took it out of the Carolinas because I remember when it used to be in the Carolinas. And yes, I'm also still like in Texas. So both of those questions were yes. Got it. Yeah, and look, me and Stephen, we in North Carolina, we like, so what we need to plan for next year? But South Carolina seems the closest, so I'm going to keep that in mind for sure because I got some things I need to buy. Anyway, all right, back to Black Friday, Thanksgiving, Mowali. Hey, I, it's funny. I'm, in the past, there were times where we did go Black Friday shopping, and it was more of, and this is why group think or mob behavior can be dangerous. <laughs> it was, we're just cousins staying up late after Thanksgiving, or a couple say, hey, I want to go get a TV. Who wants to ride? Stay up to three, four. We're already up late, and then we just all ro- rode out. So it's probably a group of now 10, 15 of us staying up all night going to some mall. And I remember getting a few things, but I don't make it a habit to to, <laughs> to to buy much. And what we do is strategically make purchases throughout the year. And if it's getting close to around this time, then we might price shop or talk to stores about their policies. Because a lot of them are doing price adjustments from now till January is what I've realized, at least the last couple of years. So that's always a good tip, just in case anyone's curious, especially like if you buy something somewhere and they say it's this price or whatever, you can find someone else who's offering the same product and they will mark it down. Assuming you got the receipt and everything, which is good. But yeah, it is. It's one of those opportunities where everyone's expecting a sale almost. <laughs> if you have products, it's the time to sell. If you're looking to buy stuff, it's really easy to spend and waste too. So it's like you have to make sure you're not around the specific crowd. It's, you know, it just really depends. But that, that consumer mentality can be somewhat contagious on I'm blessed enough to not have had to work in the post office or UPS. I have a buddy that works the UPS and every year it's peak season and it's, it is very intense. He's been there about 16 years and talks about quitting every year and he's still there because, because the pay works out. (laughs) Black Friday is really where the money is made for them. 
Yeah, I can imagine. And especially now, it's probably even more intensified just because people are just so used to shopping at home now instead of going to the stores. Like, for instance, I'm speaking for myself. I don't even go grocery shopping anymore. (laughs) I'd be ordering food now. So it's like people are getting really comfortable with ordering stuff online, which speaking of, here's a tip. Start unsubscribing from stuff because they are already sending the emails out. And I was looking through my email today and I'm like, I'm about to just start unsubscribing from these things. So I'm not even tempted to spend because a lot of times, honestly, you might sign up for something, they're giving away something or whatever, and they have your email and then you forget that you ever signed up. And then they hit you with some sales and all that stuff. I'm like, y'all need to stop. I'm going to go ahead and unsubscribe. So that's what I plan on doing for my, maybe not Thanksgiving, maybe the day before Thanksgiving (laughs) and start my unsubscribing streak. So that way I'm not even tempted to go and shop even online because that's another way they get you. I'm staying away, been staying away from Amazon, you know, the deals. I went on Amazon today, matter of fact. I lied. I went on Amazon today, matter of fact, but that was to return something. But it said on there, it was a big like landing screen and it was like early Black Friday or something it said. And I'm like, see, they already starting. Let me hurry up and get off the site. I'm trying to get my money back, not spend more. So anyway, with that being said, what are some other tips when it comes to Black Friday shopping or just shopping in general? Now that the holidays are upon us, does anybody have anything that they do? I know I unsubscribe. I usually leave stuff in the cart for a little bit. If it's something that's really expensive, I'll leave it in the cart for at least 24 hours. That's my rule before I hit the button because sometimes they can get you with the, oh, you got to hurry up. You got to hurry up. And Amazon was notorious for that with the lightning deals. And I, I would end up with stuff. I'm like, I didn't even need this, like some exercise bands or something like that, just because (laughs) it was lightning deal. So what are you all's tips? (laughs) I was going to say Amazon, you got to be careful of too, because um, if you have the Alexa or all these other devices, they will sit there and randomly remind you that you have something in your car and say that, hey, uh, you you bought this a few months ago. We know this is priced down. No, that's real. And even because we have Alexas and they'll even have the notifications that something was delivered. So uh, Alexa can get you in trouble if you try to hide some stuff. So be careful with Alexa with the notifications because I know me and my kids are visiting my mom and my kids, anytime they see the notification thing, they like, Alexa, what's the notification at anybody's house? And it was like, you had such a, oh, see, she talking. You had such and such. That's funny. (laughs) I told you we mess with a, but it was like, I'm like, y'all don't know if she wanted everybody in the house to know what was delivered from Amazon that day. So anyway, I'm glad you brought up that point because it's so true. Right, Kim? I haven't done this, but I did see in a group I'm in on Facebook swapping like getting rid of stuff that they're not using and swapping it for swapping it with other people who might want it and i will say that i did do this recently i got up and it was just purely off the base of kindness of somebody's heart recently got a new imac new to me imac that i just had to pay the shipping for and so i think that that ties into that same kind of theme right like you don't have to have the new new because as long as it's like new to you and it's functional and it does what it needs to do, like I don't have to spend any money on Black Friday. I don't plan on spending any money on Black Friday because I have everything that I need. But yeah, look at what did I just say? Look at getting secondhand items from somebody who maybe bought it but didn't need it anymore. Now, thank you, Rakim. And that's a really good point. Are you finding these groups or would you find these groups on like Facebook? Yeah, so I see I'm a part of one group, which I think exposes me to other groups that are similar or other or posts of people in those groups. I don't know exactly how it happens, but definitely Facebook. And sometimes people 
are selling, but even if you buy it secondhand, if it's not a swap, but it's like a direct purchase, it's still going to be significantly cheaper than going into the store. Now, the other side of that is if you're buying secondhand, maybe you're not eligible for a warranty or whatever the protections that come with buying it firsthand. So it really just depends on what the item is, how bad do you need it? What is its purpose going to be in your life, whether that be your business, recreational, whatever. But that's all discretionary. But yes, Facebook, definitely. I'm trying to think if there's anywhere else that I've seen it. Mostly Facebook, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's good stuff. And I saw on Twitter the other day, somebody was mentioning like the free groups. So just giving stuff away for free. They were like, they like doing that instead of trying to sell it because it's less hassle. You don't have to keep going back and forth. It's just, it's free. Whoever wants it, come get it. And I think I'm going to start doing more of that too. So that's another thing you can think about. Jonathan? Yeah, I'm going down the path of what Rakim was saying. And shout out to Rakim's podcast. I didn't get to put in my kudos earlier, so I didn't want to miss that in the hour. The Not just those groups, but if you are looking for TVs or anything of that nature, really check out like your Best Buy outlets. Really check out like the, the open box thing. I don't know how many of you have that, but I know we've gotten very, very high quality TVs, even in or near around the Black Friday holiday or just without maybe some other holiday was around, but they were discounted as well. And I was just in Best Buy looking for something with my wife this weekend. And the gentleman was impressed with how much we spent on the television because he was like, that's a pretty high-ranked t- television. I think it was a Sony Bravia edition or whatever. But that open box, those are very, very good quality products. And they last. I know we have several that we've had for years with no issues still. So I've gotten out the, the thing that I have to have it out the new box or anything. That warranty stuff is out the window for me. It's just like Rakim said, the quality of the aspect. And also... Yeah, the open box, but then also in those groups, I will tell you, and you guys, again, I don't shop online a ton, but one thing since we moved, my wife has shopped and there have been errors with Amazon, errors with Wayfair and all these alike. And the new trend that I'm seeing with these companies is if they drop the, they make an error, like they made several errors with our stuff, they'll send us new ones or maybe they sent it, but it was for getting some pieces. They'll tell us to keep that and send us a whole new one. So a lot of stuff that you're seeing probably in this group is probably not used. It probably it could also be a mix in there of they got duplicate items and you're able to get kind of value from that as well. Nice, nice. Any other tips for holiday shopping or Black Friday or Thanksgiving? <laughs> Anything else anyone wants to add? And if you are just listening, feel free to request speaker and I'll pop you up if you want to add to the conversation. I know personally, like I've gotten away just in general with trying to get gifts and stuff. I think I said this in another space, but we try to do more of experiences now. So for the holidays, we typically do experiences. So one year we went to the mountains to go snow tubing. Another, we went to Florida. So instead of getting, because I have kids like little kids 13 and 8 and instead of getting all these plastic toys that just sit in the closet and it gets on my nerves because they all over the place we I just rather do experiences so that's what we focus on as a household Nia I want to echo the free groups a lot of them are called free cycle or it might be like garage groups in your area or your local city or even if you pick like the suburbs of the area that you're in the really nice suburbs you'll know your area that's a great way to get things my second thing is as far as giving gifts i normally tell people look for all those things that you bought within that year or last year that are still sitting there in the tag with the tags with the in the original box you never touched it never opened it you just thought you needed it at that moment and those are great gifts that you can give to people it's not giving a gift that someone gave to you but it's something you don't have to spend additional money on but it's a brand new gift just sitting there just money sitting right there 
Yes, that's good. Regift. <laughs> I am notorious. Now, let me not tell on myself, but yeah, regifting is very good. Anthony? You just brought up a good point because I did just buy some watches that I meant to give out earlier this year and I did not use them. So they're still in a box and I will be wrapping them this year. But usually for gifts, I usually try to give books and ask for books. I use Goodreads and since they already linked up with Amazon, I usually just do a screenshot of the books that I want. So all the books that y'all mentioned several weeks ago, they are in my Goodreads. Some of them are. The other ones I think I already have, but I will be sending those out to people who ask me to for gifts and I'm like, just pick off the list. <laughs> so that's one of the tips that I do. Even if it's from the thrift store, I don't mind. I shop there often for books as well. So that's one of the things that I do to try to help people to save money, especially when they shopping for me. I like it goes back to what Kevin was saying earlier. It's like you already have what you want, what you need is at this point it's now it's more of a one thing. And that's what I kinda use. Thanks. Oh, that's good. I like that. Giving people the book option. I would say, honestly, I always ask for money. I don't care if it's birthday, Christmas, New Year's, <laughs> whatever holiday. I'm like, pay a bill or just contribute to a bill. That would be amazing. And that's just how I've been ever since I was little, Stephen. That's what's up. That's what's up. One thing that you could do that I'll do with my family is we'll, we'll pick people that we'll get gifts for. So norm normally I end up, my brother and I will pick each other is typically how it works out as far as just when I'm thinking about family. I don't know how other people may do it as far as your children or so on and so forth, but that's a way that can be nice to do the gift giving. And you could look at it from a standpoint on that type of flavor where you have like a limit of how far up you want to go on gifts. So that could be an option of divvying it that way so that everybody does get something, but you don't have to potentially overextend yourself. And the I heard some ideas around like thrifting and things like that. And just in general, if you are looking at some of those stores like Goodwillish type stores, that are near more affluent neighborhoods or areas, a lot of times you can find some really good things there if that's your flavor of shopping. So just wanted to reemphasize that point that was made earlier too. Yes. And another thing, because I used to work at a thrift store and if you all have junior league and they have a bargain box in your area, usually they have really good stuff too. I'm just speaking from experience. I usually like the name brand stuff. If that's your thing, they usually have a lot of the high end expensive stuff at thrift store prices and you're helping a good cause. So I just wanted to throw that out there if you all have that in your area. And then we'll go to Mawali and then I think we'll wrap it on up. Sure. Thank you. And I guess it kind of gets slightly a little bit away from the gifts because I know for some, I know for some people or even for me, sometimes I just don't necessarily, I'm not too big on the gifting. We still, we get gifts for the kids, of course, and exchange gifts with, with my wife and just other family members. But I would even encourage people, and I actually just did a YouTube video on this, that Thanksgiving is that opportunity where if you don't prefer to swap gifts like that's your time to just go ahead and mention that to some family you can say hey i might be saving for this or i got a financial goal trying to take care of some things i prefer not to exchange gifts and you may get some pushback or something like that but ultimately i think they'll respect your decision if, if you prefer not to and it's just a sign of a different level of maturity or like a different level of focus Right. And then being at Thanksgiving is another opportunity to just uh, plan for maybe the next event to be with that family. Because uh, I was speaking with a friend just the other day and he talked about how uh, if you distill the amount of times you see certain people, if you only see them during those holidays, then it's like, what if you only see them 10 more times or 15 more times? That, that was it. If you count Thanksgiving and Christmas, for example. So Thanksgiving is like a meeting that could be. The, the prep meeting for other occasions you know, say hey let's meet at let's meet and it doesn't have to be about gifts let's meet for super bowl even if they don't like football like just find use the thanksgiving opportunity as a, just a meeting to discuss certain things uh, and i even encourage people like 
bring up retirement. Talk about some just goals or just other things too. So it can Thanksgiving does have a lot to do with people preparing for gifts and stuff, but it's another opportunity to elevate the conversation. Yes, thank you for mentioning that because I have a couple of things to add. So another thing, my family for Thanksgiving, you know, a lot of the older family members are there. And so we spend time just listening to stories or sharing stories and things like that. So that way, the whole family knows some of the stuff that they went through or some family stuff or what have you. And especially because my mom's a genealogist, my grandpa and them started the family reunion. So my, my family is really big on family. And so we like to spend that time just talking about different family things. So I think that's a good thing. And also it shows the younger generation, oh, this is like what you came from. And this is your great grandma's telling you the story about her dad or her mom or whatever. And so I just like that aspect. And then the other thing I wanted to add, speaking of planning, other side, they do, so they celebrate Christmas and every time Christmas comes around, they do like a secret Santa. And so with that, it's the day before, and we could do a whole different Kwanzaa Christmas episode, but just to get you thinking, they'll do it where everybody has a $20 limit and we all have to pick names and they'll just, everybody goes in for the smallest kid, the kids, but everybody ends up with something. And so that's actually how I got my ring light last year because that was on my list. And just thinking about different ways to do things in the future, to your point, Thanksgiving will be a good time when everybody's together and happy and belly's full to discuss that type of stuff. And let's go to Steven. So some really good points that were brought up that that triggered my mind to a few different things that just thought it would be good to just share for whoever hears this and the people that are on presently is number one to think about on gifts, especially if you're looking at money, receiving money. Don't forget about things like custodial accounts or 529s for kids to be able to funnel monies there for their future, whether it's education or building building wealth for them. If they do have a job or taxable income, you can put money towards a Roth IRA for them. And Mawali made a really good point that I didn't think about it until he said it, that I do this. Uh, so I'm actually the, I'll just get personal here for a quick second. So I'm actually the executor on my parents' will. And so one of the things that I like to do with holidays, which this one is no exception of going into Thanksgiving, is just having conversations with my parents just about how things specifically are going with them, just with just financial things and just life and so on and so forth in general there to talk with them. And if there's any changes, which there really typically aren't, that I like to have the whole family get together so that my mom and dad can share what those things are, if there are any changes, so that everybody can hear it. And it can, I'm not necessarily thinking for my own family, but now I'm just thinking in general for other families, uh, it can ease some of the drama if it's heard from the person who, who the will was put together by of saying, hey, these are my desires and wishes and being able to have that conversation versus you don't hear it until there's a reading of the will or if it's in court. So I think that's a really good practice to use these holidays where we get our families together to have some of those real conversations about about really important stuff like finances, but also someone else mentioned this too, of just, I think it was Tiffany on just sharing stories of family and just getting to hear where things have been and relating it to where we are and hopefully where we're heading. So I appreciate you guys that let me push that in there real quick. No, I appreciate you bringing that up because that is super important. I have seen things go way downhill just because people thought that they were included in something and they weren't. 
and so on and so forth. And then the executor was getting the heat when I'm like, they don't even have control over this. It just, it does become a big mess. And I feel like you bringing that up is super important that these are the times where we should have these conversations while the people are still here. So that way everybody's on the same page and there's no surprises. And if you got beef with that person, then you could take it up with that person. Kind of pointless to try to have beef after everything is said and done. Having these open conversations is super important. And I feel like this year, just personally speaking, since my grandma did pass away recently, I feel like we'll be having more of those conversations this Thanksgiving, just around what our wishes are and stuff like that. Like I was just talking to, I think it was my grandpa or my aunt earlier today. And I was like, I just want y'all to burn me up, sprinkle a little in the uh, ocean and that's it. I don't care what you do with the rest. And I feel like it's just important. Some people don't like to talk about death and things like that, but it's going to happen to everybody. And so it's better to get everything out on the table now versus trying to figure out everything later. Does anybody else want to add anything before we wrap up? I could just add a final echo. Same thing. So my brother passed away November 5th of November. I just went through all of this with the planning of the funeral and his quote unquote special friend and all of that whole process of what's going to happen with things and belongings. So I think that was a, a great point by Steven to have that. Like we've, we've talked about what happened, but having that conversation openly in front of everybody, I feel is huge. I really like that point. Yes. Thank you, Nia. And sorry to hear that. Kamari. Oh, my inner and outer fat boy is itching. Cause I heard somebody say we not eating leftover turkey no more. So I was like, wow. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because of the food. But in all seriousness, I'm actually really glad that a lot of you all are talking about these real conversations and using the opportunity of the holidays to have them for a while. I thought I was the only one that thought like this. So it's really glad that, Stephen, you're pushing that mantle, being a good steward to your family and talking about that because I always say this is an excellent time for us to be talking about these issues and potentially making plans for the future to do greater and better things. But uh, again, this is great. This is great. Yes, thank you. And just to be clear, it wasn't about leftover turkey. It's just a whole week later when I still eat leftover turkey. Is that right? Listen, I'll eat Thanksgiving for the next month. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I know it ain't healthy, though, but I will. <laughs> I'm on your side, Kamari, to let y'all know. Yeah. Right, we don't throw away leftovers. We eat it till it's gone. See, my grandma, she would throw everything into a soup. So, like, after a few days, she would just throw it everything. That's old school right there. Yes, she would just throw it all in one pot, and that would be, like, the leftovers for a while. I'd never ate it, honestly. <laughs> Because I'm like, it's too many textures, too many things going on. It's not my cup of tea, but that's what she used to do. And I want to go to Renita. Hey, guys. I'm just getting on here, so forgive me if someone else has said this. But I heard y'all talking about what kind of conversations we should be having at the table. Other than I love the conversation about legacy. We'll put it like that, right? Stephen, good job on that. I'm having that conversation with my parents now, by the way. It's really hard to initiate that conversation so I might need some pointers but someone said the I got stories you. I appreciate you bruh someone said the stories right and we talk about food what about the recipes did we talk did you guys talk about that before I got on here I got a chance to before my grandmother passed years ago I wrote down a lot of her recipes while she was cooking them. and some of them that she was just because you know grandma remembers stuff from memory she does not have measuring anything grandma doesn't usually write down the things but i got a chance to do that for my grandma and she actually encouraged me to do it with a few other family members too so that's my piece of i don't know my two cents so that's your way of saying you can cook that's what we're doing here do a little Oh, I see what you did there. That's cool. I will say at the beginning of the conversation, Nia mentioned she's usually in charge of the macaroni and the sweet potato pie, I think it was. Ooh, so I was the test. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be taking like five to seven years of experience to really 
really get in there. <laughs> it's a whole thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so do I hear a Friendsgiving planning for 2023 for all of us? Oh, damn. I'm down. Cabin. We got to get well, the cabin. Oh, yeah, Steven. Great <laughs> yeah. flex, by the way. Great. <laughs> and I'm loving every bit of it. Loving every soft bit of it. Flex, soft flex. I, if you need me to, I'll, I'll send you the link to the spot. Send the link. Send the link. It is Man. funny because that is how we started the conversation, and that is how we're ending the conversation on Stephen's flex. No, <laughs> but it was. He has been giving us pictures of the cabin that they're staying in for their family get together, and it is awesome. I told them at the beginning, I was like, "I'm glad you're giving it to us in doses and spreading it out a little bit." Yeah, definitely appreciate that because I'm living vicariously. So with that being said, I think we can go ahead and wrap up. This was an awesome conversation. We hit on so many different things from traditions to non-traditions to food to money saving tips to gift giving to legacy planning, all types of stuff when it comes to our families in the holidays. So I appreciate everybody on this space for giving your energy, your time, and your ideas. And this, again, is Fin Noir, a space for Black Money Talk. We do this every Monday at 9 p.m. where we just cover various topics, and you never know what you might get. (laughs) But we have a bomb squad that comes through every week. And so we appreciate you joining us. And if you are listening to this on the podcast, please join us live so you can interact and talk and stuff. We would love to have you. And I appreciate you all coming on. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night. Oh, and make sure that you follow everybody up here. Because that's important too. I forgot to mention that the last time. (laughs) So make sure you follow everyone in the room. And y'all have a wonderful rest of the night. And we'll see you next Monday. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>